You are listening to the Live Diet Free Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Avant, personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help you lose weight for the last time without sacrificing your quality of life to do it. So pop your headphones in, go for a walk, and learn how to become the healthiest, happiest, and most confident version of yourself. Guys, we are back with another client interview episode, which per usual, I'm so excited about. Today, we have my amazing client, Emily, with us. And she is just wrapping up a year of... She started off with one-on-one coaching and then spent some time in the club and has just had amazing success. And I'm really excited for you to hear from her what all she's accomplished, how she's done it, and just some words of wisdom for those of you who are still kind of where she was a year ago. So Emily, thank you so much for being here. And I'd love to start off with just hearing a little bit about you, tell our listeners kind of what you do, where you live, that sort of thing. Yeah. Hi. Um, My name's Emily. I'm 29. I'm from a very small town in central Illinois. I'm married. Uh, My husband and I are child-free. I currently work at my family's small business where I wear many hats, and but it, ultimately it's a job where I sit at a desk all day. Um, my pastimes include playing video games, spending time with my family and my pets. Um, hobbies include playing pickup volleyball locally, uh, going backpacking, kayaking, um, and I love to work in my garden and work with plants. Love that. This um, is season. Yeah. We, for the first time, we live somewhere we have a yard. And in Germany, gardening seems to be a very big thing. I had no idea, but there's a ton of gardens and the grocery stores are just overrun with plants you can buy and seeds and things like that. And I'm like, yeah. maybe, maybe I should try. It seems like so fun to- oh, It's such to a fun hobby. Bounty. Yeah. 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 Um, last year, um, I grew a bunch of vegetables and we ate them and it was very wholesome and fulfilling. That is so cool. So tell- um. Tell everybody how we met because we did meet through social media, but it's, um, I think it's kind of a cool story. Do you remember? Yeah. Um, I found you in the comments section of a post where people were sharing their small businesses. And I saw your, like the link to your live diet free Facebook page and I liked it. And I just wanted to get like general tips and advice on being healthy because I was open-minded to losing weight. I was definitely curious about it. And, you know, I didn't fully know what it took clearly um, and was just interested in gleaning a little bit of information here and there. Um, And then we started talking and I was like, hmm. I, I watched a client testimonial and that was pretty influential for me. I think um, that was pretty inspiring. And I read about your Gone for Good program. Um, I learned that it was only three months long. Um, I think maybe you've changed things since then. Um, but um, I was like, three months is not that long of a time. Um, like I remember in that moment thinking back, like, three months before that had flown by, like that's not any time at all. Um, And it's been like 16 months since then. So that's, that's not that much time. Um, And I was like, I can commit to something for three months. That's no problem. 
I love that. The the thing that stands out to me about the Facebook group, which we met in, which we don't need to name, but it's, you know, kind of for people who are skeptical of or who have been burned by kind of quote unquote coaches mm-hmm. who you know, work for network marketing companies and may not actually have any qualifications. And that was one of the first things that I remember talking to you about was, you know, just how kind of not skeptical, but like discerning you were of like, all right, tell me about your background. Like, why are you actually qualified to help me? with? Um, (laughs) And I love that because as somebody who has spent 15 years in the industry, getting educated, getting certifications and qualifications and, and experience and things like that, I love when people ask. I'm like, yeah, I can, I can tell you all about that. Yeah, um, you can back it up. Exactly, and I think you make a really interesting point about kind of the the time commitment, and it is something kind of as the business has evolved, I've experimented with different options. When I first started, it was just kind of month to month coaching, and what I learned there is you know, this this is such a process that to work with somebody who's really just kind of testing the waters and saying like, well, we'll see how the first month goes was not really doing the clients a service. I needed to be a lot more um, upfront about the fact that this is going to take some time. The first month, we're really just getting to know each other, getting to know your body and laying the groundwork, you know, planting the seeds, if we're going to stick with the gardening thing, planting the seeds for what's going to make you successful down the road, but you can't just bounce after a month. Um, And then it's kind of balancing that with, well, how long are people willing to commit to something for when they don't really know what it's going to be like or how successful they're going to be? And you're absolutely right that three months is, is kind of what I found is, you know, people are willing to commit to something and give it their all. And my hope is that that's where kind of our club option came from, which is for our group program and our one-on-one clients who want to continue having the support and the accountability and the guidance of coaching after their initial program ends. And it's a month-to-month option to do just that. And my hope is that most people will have the long-term outlook that you do of, okay, and we'll talk about your results in the first few months, um, but where you kind of say, okay, I'm three months in, I'm feeling really good. I've made great progress and, um, and I know that I can do this now, but I also kind of feel like I'm not quite out of the woods yet. And I don't want to preemptively think that I can do this on my own and then backslide. So something I've really admired about you is how you've been, you were in maintenance for probably six months and then kind of decided I want to lose a couple more pounds. Um, But you had me and had our community throughout that entire time to really just make sure that now that you're going off on your own, this is just who you are. It's not going to be an issue going forward because you've done, you've gone through all of the seasons and you know now how to handle each situation that kind of is presented to you. Yeah, that's exactly right. I was um, very nervous about going off on my own after the three months and didn't trust myself to just keep doing what I had learned um, just because you know, there had been so much time before that, that I was used to doing the one thing. Um, and then, you know, three months, not that much time, like we said. Um, and so, yeah, I, I stayed on and I'm really happy that I did. And um, you're right, going through the seasons, because like now that I know to watch for, I know to watch for Halloween, my birthday, Thanksgiving and Christmas, those all four go in a row. And um that was uh, something that hit me this year while I was um, trying to maintain my weight. 
I was like, oh, shoot, I've gained some weight back. So um, that's whenever I, you know, talked to you more about it and we refocused and um, eventually, you know, like we kind of altered my numbers a little bit and um, I was able to come back down to where I had been at the end of Gone for Good. And so, yeah, being it being able to show myself that like I did initially lose weight and then I was able to come back after increasing a little bit and do it again. Um, that has just, it's kind of blown my mind. Um, it's given me a lot of confidence that like, I can do all these things. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's really like you have the formula now. I want to go back yeah. to talk about your initial results and then kind of, um, kind of get to the get to the present um because I think there's sure. a lot of really good lessons in how you handled um kind of the holidays and and those realizations. So tell us about what all you saw in terms of, you know, scale progress, measurements, non-scale victories, all of your kind of wins from the initial 3 months. Yeah, um I never actually did the math on my measurements. I, I should have. Um, That's all right. I should have too. Now, as, as soon as I said it, I definitely <laughs> should have, have crunched those numbers, but they were significant. Um, we can, we know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely went down in clothes sizes. That's for sure. Um, I'm wearing uh, pants sizes that I haven't fit into since 2011. <laughs> um, and uh, as far as the scale, I lost uh, about 25 pounds um, with Gone for Good by the end or middle of March, 2020. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, I think in, in watching you, one of the things that was most impressive to me were your um, increases in the gym. You were very committed to strength training and your big lifts just went through the roof. Yeah. Um, that was another thing that, I was really hoping to gain with coaching um, was just to reinvigorate my passion in the gym because I've always been an athlete. Um, I grew up as an athlete, um, played sports all throughout middle school, high school, and into college. Um, and it's fun, but I would get out of shape and then it stopped being fun. Um, so whenever I did get back in the gym and you're writing my workouts, um, I was constantly impressed with myself and proud of myself. Um, yeah, I was increasing weights and reps all the time. And I still do that. Like that's just a common practice for me now. Um, and I'm still going to the gym and lifting three times a week because that's just what I want to do now. Like I just get up and do it. I don't, ever grown about it or think twice about it. It's just, this is the person that I am now. And, um, yeah, I, I've gained some crazy muscle definition and I love that. Um, yeah, I, I pretty sure I'm stronger than I've ever been in my life. Definitely more muscular than I've ever been. Um, and it's just really fun to watch. That's amazing. This is just who I am now is such a powerful thing that that's that's how I think about exercise. Like I just don't even think about it. It's just it's just what I do. I'm not negotiating with. Eh, do I want to go today? Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. And that's what I noticed with you as well. Is like you just decided these are the days I go. This is when I do it. It gets done. It's not a it's not an issue. 
And I think it's actually really telling that the numbers were are such an afterthought is you're just in a place now where you're happy. You like the way your clothes are fitting. You're able to wear you know, 10 years old clothes and buy new clothes and do whatever you know, activity comes across your path. And that's so much more important than exactly how many inches or exactly how many pounds. And I think that's really telling. Um, talk to us a little bit about the trip you had this summer when you went hiking. Okay. Um, so, well, first of all, I'll tell you about the trip the previous summer. I don't know if I really talked about that. So we kind of did similar trips. We went to the Smoky Mountains and went backpacking. Um, the original, the first trip we went on was three days and it was like 17 miles. And I really struggled. I was at that time, like the least athletic one there, by the way, all of our friends that we went with are CrossFitters. So, um, you know, they're just hiking along, no problem. And I'm like at the back of the pack, like struggling. And, um, that was kind of a wake up call for me. And then, so the next summer, this, this last summer, um, we went on a five day, 34 mile hike. And, um, I was, I had no problem. I didn't struggle once. Um, it was invigorating to, you know, to just trudge along, like my muscles are burning, but like, I feel great. Like, um, and it, it was an amazing experience. Um, my husband and I were like leading the pack the whole time just because I was, you know, feeling great. Um, and, um, yeah, it was a great trip. That's awesome. And I just think it's so cool that that's really what it's all about is being able to live the life that you want and not feel held back by either, you know, your physical limitations or your mental limitations of who you think you are and what you think you can do. And as awesome as it feels to set PRs in the gym and to, you know, drop clothing sizes and things like that, I think just the way, and, and you did kind of prepare yourself for this, um, for this trip, you were, you know, wearing your backpack, doing the, the Stairmaster and things like that. But you also just had this confidence of like, yeah, I know I've been putting in the work. I know that I can do this. And I think that is just so cool. Yeah. So let's kind of fast forward. So you um, really kind of did exactly kind of the, the step-by-step use tracking your food as a tool to reach your goal, as a tool to learn you know, kind of what habits needed to change in order to stay there and then stop tracking because you don't need that extra step anymore. And you navigated that super well. And I know that's a really nerve wracking part of the process for a lot of people is it's easy to kind of rely on tracking as a crutch or feeling like it's the reason that I've been successful or it's the reason that I'm maintaining right now. So if you can recall when we kind of eased you out of it, what were you telling yourself to kind of be comfortable with the discomfort of kind of removing that piece of it? Um, well, to be fair, I was getting kind of burnt out on tracking. And I think I kind of arrived at that because I realized that I was going to eat those same foods regardless of putting them into my fitness pal or not. Um, and it just, 
started feeling redundant. Um, and cause I was, you know, still, um, you know, staying within my calorie range. And, uh, I, I did kind of have to focus on hitting the protein goal. Like that's always something that I do have to, um, be intentional about that doesn't just happen automatically. Um, all all the time. It's, I probably hit it like half the time if I'm not tracking. Um, but for the most part, um, I kind of lost my train of thought again. (laughs) That's all right. Just, um, Um, how you were feeling kind of when you, when you stopped tracking. Um, it, I did feel a little afraid at first because I'm like, oh, well now I'm just let loose and can just eat whatever. And that doesn't happen. You know, if, (laughs) if I'm still buying the same foods from the grocery store and I'm still cooking the same dinners for, for us, it's, it's just, uh, I, I will be fine. Yeah, that's exactly exactly it. You used it to build the habits and the routines. Mm -hmm. And like you said, it is redundant. If you're eating kind of your go-to meals and you know how those fit together and you know that they support your goals, then the extra step of documenting it isn't serving you anymore. And then it's just kind of the mental piece of, okay, yeah, I don't need to do this. It's going to be fine. Um, So... I thought that was great. You, you know, you, you kind of transitioned to not tracking, you maintained for a good long while. Then kind of like you said, you had this like back to back to back to back the holidays, your birthday, and like so many people, put on a little bit of a little bit of the weight back. Not, I mean, we're talking like a handful of pounds, three or four pounds. And I think two things stood out to me about how you handled that. And the first one was that you acknowledged that it was happening, but you didn't make it mean anything about your success or who you are as a person. You didn't like, your brain didn't take it and run with it. You were just like, oh, I've gotten a little bit, a bit, little bit lax with the things that I've been doing. So what am I going to do about it? And then the second thing that really impressed me was that you were so just like kind of level-headed and like, well, I know what to do. I know that what I did before worked. I know I just need to be a little bit more intentional about doing those things again, and it's going to be fine. And it wasn't this like dramatic thing of, oh, I'm backsliding or, oh, I, you know, I can't do it. It was just, just very logical. Like, this is not a problem. And it really wasn't. And then you resume tracking. You got back into being, you know, that little bit of extra diligence with just making sure you were going to end the day in a good place. And then just like the first time, the scale started going down. You got right back to where you wanted to be. Um, what, was it on your end? Was it as, um, kind of easy and n- as much of a non-issue as it seemed like on my end? Or did you have any drama about that happening? Um, not really. Um, I was disappointed because, you know, I was just, you know, naively hoping like, oh, maybe I can just, you know, obviously I was eating a little more. I'm like, mm, maybe if I just have a little more, like I, I know that I want to eat as much as I can, but you know, without getting weight. Um, and I, I felt like I was just kind of creeping towards like, or testing the waters a little bit and like, ah, okay. All right. I need to reel it back a little bit and that's fine. I've done this before. No problem. Um, it did take me like oh, a week or two to get back into tracking and tracking consistently with my fitness pal. Um, but after that, it, it, was, it was like riding a bike 
you know, like I, I know how to enter all this stuff in quickly. Um, I'm always using the barcode scanning feature, you know, and um, just, just went back into it. You know, I, I'd done it before and I know that that's what I need to do to lose weight. And so that's what I did. I think there's, there's two things that I really want to reiterate about that. And the first one is that this is very, very normal. And I think sometimes we have these expectations that you're going to hit, you know, your new low weight, and then the scale is never going to fluctuate from there again, that you're just always going to be that number. And it's just really not like there are always seasons in all of our lives where we're focusing more, we're focusing less, we loosen up our, our focus a little bit. Everybody has kind of that range where you feel comfortable. And then when you start to kind of toe the line of like, okay, we're kind of getting at the top of like my comfort range. And I think it's so important to just be transparent about that. This is the experience everybody has. It's not a problem to fluctuate a little bit. It's not a problem to gain a few pounds and to just not expect anything different. Um, And then the second, I think, really important thing is that skills like tracking your food are just tools. And you don't like use your hammer and then think, well, use that, never gonna have to use that again. You just keep it around in your toolbox for when you need to hang something or, you know, whatever else hammers do. Um, Point being, you don't make it mean anything to need to use that tool again. And I think sometimes we're really hard on ourselves of like, oh, no, I tracked my food before. It should have fixed this. I shouldn't have to use it again. And really, like, of course you're going to. It's a great way to check in with yourself. And I know I, from time to time, and I know Meg does it, will just use it as a accountability tool or like, hey, let me just kind of see what I've been doing. And it's a great way to check in with yourself and see, have my portions slipped a little bit? Have I gotten lax with, um, you know, eating, eat, knowing that I'm eating more, but not wanting to address it? Like you said, kind of testing that water mm-hmm. of, well, can I just have more and not really notice any difference? And like, there is a point where it's going <laughs> to, you're going to notice. Um, so I think it was, it's important to note that it's just a tool. It's just something that you can always revisit. And then when you don't need it anymore, you put it away, you can revisit it again. And you did that really, really well. Yeah. I love that tool analogy with the hammer. Yeah. That was really good. <laughs> so what would you say are some of the the biggest lessons that you've learned this past year that you're going to be taking with you now on your own and, and into maintenance again and then that sort of thing? Um, well, most of them I got from you, like directly pretty much. Um, I really like your analogy about the, the dial, um, the effort dial, where um, the amount of effort that you should be putting in towards like your health and fitness should not be an on-off switch, but rather a dial where there's no offsetting. Um, even whenever life is busy and um, things may be chaotic, um, you still don't switch. The knob never turns off. Like you're still going to have to eat food and live life. So at the bare minimum, it should be at least a low effort. Um, and then at different times in your life, you can turn that knob up and make that effort higher. Um, so I really like that. That sticks with me. 
Um, that's such a good one. And that's the perfect way to describe exactly what you did this year is when we first started, your dial was way up. You were learning all the things. You were doing all the things. You go into maintenance. You you know turn the dial down a bit. You go into the holidays and these celebrations. You turn it down a little bit more. You realize, oh, it's been on a low setting for a while. Let me turn it up again. And it's very unemotional. And um, you're just you're really living that so well. Yeah. Um, and then another one that sticks with me, and this is actually something like almost become has become like a mantra whenever I'm like you know, like I've hit my calorie numbers for the day. I don't need a snack, maybe feel a little hungry, but don't need anything. Um, those snacks and treats, they only taste good for like the 15 or 30 seconds that they're in your mouth and you have that little amount of joy. And then that moment is over. You never get that back. Um, like the next day, it doesn't matter that you ate that the day before at all. Like you might as well not even had it, you know? Um, so that's kind of something that really helps me with snacking because snacking is one of my um, biggest demons. That's such a good one because you're right. It's this like very temporary pleasure and we're just not used to calling out exactly kind of what the cycle is going to be. All we're thinking is, oh, I want this. It'll taste good. And we don't really think beyond that. And the fact that you now you've learned to recognize the pattern and be like, all right, before I even do anything, let me just kind of play out this scenario. How's it going to go? If I eat it, it's going to taste really good in the moment. After that, I'm going to be annoyed with myself that I you know, did it even though I didn't really need to. And then you know, it's just it's not long term. It's not supporting my goals. Or I can just not do it. It's not going to be that hard. And then I'm going to be proud of myself for you know, for following through on, on acting how I want to act. Um, I think that's just the perfect example of delaying gratification because what you want long-term is more important to you than how that snack is going to taste for 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was something that I used to struggle with a lot. Um, I was a notorious snacker. Um, I would get the munchies and go or like late at night and head to my snack cabinet. And, um, yeah, that, that was something, um, that I had to really like reverse engineer. Um, cause you know, I would reason with myself like, Oh, this little piece of candy, this is inconsequential. Or if it were a bigger snack, I'd be like, Oh, this doesn't even matter. And I'd like, forget about it. You know, bad, bad things, you know, um, just not actually addressing what actually is happening. Um, so that does help me think about it um, more long-term. Reverse engineer um, is the perfect way to put it. I, I use that term all the time, but that's really what it is. is. First, you have to bring awareness to what's happening, and then you need to kind of backtrack and figure out, all right, how do I, how do I make this go differently? Yeah. Um, another thing that we kind of touch on this is that if I want to lose weight, tracking with my fitness pal is how I do it because it just makes me more aware of what I'm doing. And, um, I didn't think that I would be a numbers person with all of this. I thought I would, would be more like instinctual, but no, I, I liked seeing the numbers whenever I first started working with this and just like doing the math, like, Oh yeah, I lost this much weight. And it's because of, um, eating these amount of calories every day, you know, like it, it all added up and it made sense. So it, it just, 
it makes sense. Yeah, it just helps you see the connections. And yeah, I guess by the time this episode is live, the, the episode that I'm referring to will, will have been live also. But I did another client interview um, with Alex, who I know I've introduced you to. And she was talking about something very similar that, you know, in the past, we'll try to change a bunch of things at once, or we'll either gain weight or lose weight, but not really be able to know why. Like, what are the choices that I'm making that are leading to this outcome? And when you have this written record, it's so much easier to see, oh, this is what I was doing, and this was the result. So good, keep doing it, or not what I want to see, what changes? Um, it just kind of lays it out there very objectively for you, rather than just feeling like you're kind of grasping at straws and like, I oh, hope this works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you, you can compare it to a money budget, you know, a financial budget. Um, and it, it's all just numbers. Um, and then uh, kind of touching on um, what you just said about making changes. Um, I've learned through all this that if I want to make changes to smart, small, start small. Um, and um, that that's the most effective way to incorporate big changes in your life. Um, for me, that that's something that I learned through all of this. Um, just start with something that you don't bite off more than you can chew and um, just, just take it one day at a time. It's the perfect advice. It's not the advice that anybody wants to hear. They're, they're looking for secrets. Okay, no, what, really though, what is it? But that's yeah. exactly it. You start small, you build some momentum, you tackle the next thing, and all of those small things add up. And then you look back after your first three months or your six months or however long, and you're like, oh, dang, look how much I did. And I never felt overwhelmed by trying to do it all at once. Yep, exactly. So before we wrap up, I'd love to hear your advice for somebody who is feeling now like you were last year, somebody who's maybe feeling uncomfortable having put on some weight, not really just, just not feeling like themselves and, and not really happy with how they're looking and feeling. What would you say to somebody in that position? Um, I would encourage them to look into coaching. Um, I've given that advice pretty regularly um, because it's helped so much with my own lifestyle. Um, my results speak for themselves. And yeah, I, I just tell people like, it's not a secret. I ate better and I work out regularly <laughs> and um, to, to whip my butt into shape and to make sure I'm doing all these things. I sought professional help, you know, just like we all seek professional help in other ways, whenever we can't do things ourselves, like we hire plumbers to come fix our toilets. We go to a hair salon to cut our hair. We go to the dentist, like, we, we don't think twice about those things. Um, and so really working, trying to uh, shift your lifestyle um, to get uh, to lose weight. Um, all these things can be much easier with the help of the coach who actually knows what they're talking about. And um, there, there's a reason you went to college for <laughs> And took all the courses that you took, like you, you know what you're talking about. And it's, it's super clear that, um, you know what you're doing. So. Yeah. I, I think it's I, so I, interesting I, that like our health is one of the few areas that we're so stubborn about trying to do ourselves. And like you're saying, you know, if you try to fix your own plumbing, you probably make it worse. <laughs> you get really frustrated. <laughs> 
you end up hiring somebody anyway. And you know, same thing. If you cut your own bangs, you hate it. You go to the salon, you get it fixed. <laughs> and you know, most things, if you try to DIY it, you don't love the outcome. And I just think it's so smart. I've really I several years ago, I've talked about this before, but I was so stubborn about hiring a business coach. And Gray for a long time encouraged me. He was probably tired of me bitching about it all the time, but um, encouraged me to to get some help. And then I finally did. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I could have done this a long time ago because somebody else knows how to do what I'm struggling with. And somebody yeah. else can help lay it out for me so that I'm not overwhelmed, so that I always know what my next step is. And then so, so I get from A to B faster and with less frustration. And I think now that's as soon as I run up against something that I don't know how to do, I'm like, okay, who can I hire to teach me? Because I don't want to struggle any longer than I need to. And I think that's just such a, a, a useful shift. Yeah. Um... Exactly. I think that we all have a lot of pride. And um, I used to be pretty self-conscious about my choice to work with a coach because as a former athlete, I should just know how to not be overweight, right? Um, But my results obviously speak volumes. Um, What I was doing before wasn't working. So yeah, it it just, you got to set that pride aside. We can admit what we aren't good at because honestly, a lot of us are blind to it. And so just, just go for it. Um, yeah, you're too close to your own stuff. You can't, you can't yeah. recognize your own blind spots. Exactly. Because if, you, if you could, they would be blind spots. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I did want to say just as a client of yours, um, I felt so supported and cared for. Um, you're so good at what you do. Um, your advice and guidance is always so spot on. Um, like sometimes I think that you can read my mind. Um, you, you just, you have such a wealth of knowledge. Um, and it's obviously changed my life. I know it's changed other people's lives. Um, and I'm constantly thankful that I chose to work with you. Um, not only obviously got to get kind of close with you, working with you, you're one of the kindest, most compassionate humans I've ever met. Um, but you're just, so amazing. And I'm glad that I worked with you. Oh my gosh. Well, you're bringing tears to my eyes. That is so nice. Thank you. And and right back at you. You have been an amazing client and it has really been such a privilege to get to be a a piece of your process and to see the hard work you put in and see it pay off for you. I'm so grateful to know you and I'm so grateful for your, your time on this podcast and for sharing your experience. And I know that Similarly to how when you listened to you know somebody else's testimonial and it moved you, I know you're going to have the same effect on other women. And I'm so grateful that you are, you know, we were so open with with your story. Thank you so yeah, much, that, and yeah. um, I look forward to the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Live Diet Free podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love to have you join me in my Facebook group by the same name, Live Diet Free. This is the most valuable weight loss and lifestyle group on Facebook. I have created it to be more valuable than courses you would pay money for. It has everything from years worth of trainings all about sustainable weight loss on topics that you request to workouts you can do from home to recipes to a weekly live Q&A that I do every Monday based on your questions. I would love to have you in there. You can join at estheravanfacebook.com slash groups slash live diet free.